Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's an exciting time of the year for WWE Money in the Bank, live from Stamford, Connecticut at WWE World Headquarters this Sunday. And without a doubt, people are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go, my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, Try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. MyBookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra grand in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV, that's capital BLV, to activate the offer. Once again, that promo code is capital BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie bet win get paid what it is today is may 6th 2020 wednesday it's technically tuesday cinco de mayo when we're recording this ufc 249 for real this time mike mma mike is back or mama mama mike if you want to if you want to go that route mike have you uh, purchased a pair of dumbbells yet i know the last time we talked that's that's the one thing that was on your mind, the one thing driving you crazy, because we have no gym access, at least not for another couple of weeks. No dumbbells, but I've been using logs and doing a lot of hiking. Uh, Tara hasn't bought in for the dumbbells yet? No, no, but I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I, <laughs> I, I, well, the last time we talked, what was it? Five weeks ago? Yeah, close to it, yeah. Like that. Four or five or, weeks or, ago? You're like, if this yeah, goes on any longer, I'm going to have to purchase a bear, uh, an entire set. Well, we- I know, I, I know. I, I just started doing a lot more outside um, yard work, and I, I was doing a lot of hiking because of fishing, and then I just started hiking in general um, and doing a little running on the trails. So, I, you know, I've been just maintaining, you know, is what it is. Maintaining doesn't sound like gaining. I tried to get on. I tried to get on a bike the other day, and it completely just fell apart, collapsed as soon as I sat on it. I'm like, well, this wasn't meant to happen. Back inside season yeah. two of Ozark. How is that? I, I, I've heard you. You uh, have good to. About it. Yeah, you have to pay attention. But okay. if you pay attention to the details, it's Breaking Bad esque. I mean, I don't want to put it up there with Breaking Bad, but it's yeah. a similar storyline. Okay, Bro, I've heard really, good things. Yeah, like me, just, uh, me, Jason Bateman is a comedy actor. Yeah. He's kind of going out of his comfort zone here, as a good actor should. You should try to yeah. get out of your comfort zone. And, he, and he's kicking ass, but like a lot of people are like, yeah, it's a good show, but like I just couldn't, I couldn't keep along with the storyline. It was just too much. Speaking of shows and movies, you know what I did say? I'm waiting. I heard you. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, so me and Declan, so Declan apparently has to do all of these, uh, uh, he has to do four podcasts for his film class before he graduates, and they all oh, have wow. to be, they all have to be Tarantino movies, so tomorrow we're oh, going to watch Pulp Fiction. Uh, Thursday, Thursday we're watching. What, what movies is he doing? We are, well, the four best, well, I guess that's debatable. I actually wrote an article on my, uh, my top nine for Quentin Tarantino movies. So well, I think I think the ones wait, that we're watching top what top nine as in you rank them or correct yeah because he's he's only got what like ten or eleven not he's only done nine and he's only doing ten he, he's only doing one more he's only writing and directing one more movie okay according to Quentin Tarantino but the, I did an article on uh, the nine that I think were nine to one 
But I think the four that he has to watch and the four that we're going to discuss are Pulp Fiction, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Inglorious Bastards, and yep. Reservoir Dogs. I think oh, those were the no. four we're going with. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, definitely. Inglorious Bastards, definitely. I would include, and Pulp Fiction, definitely. But I would say hatefully. See, I think I ranked that either five or six in my top nine for QTs. Okay. I, it was a good movie, great cast, too. It was just so yeah. drawn out to the point where it's like he was teasing that they were all going to kill each other like for the first two hours of the movie, and then you just yeah. waited to the very end. Yeah, I don't know. I love the whole... I've seen that movie so many times, so like every time I, I see it, I learn something new. I just... I love that movie. That's I, I like that movie a lot. But the rest are, that you mentioned are definitely right up there. Um but once upon a time in Hollywood, like like we were talking about, you know, months ago when I saw you for the first time in like a year, um, I can see how people had negative reviews. But if you understand Tarantino and you like the actors and you pay attention to the movie and know the background of this of the time period, it's a phenomenal movie. I really liked it. I mean, that's kind of with all of his movies. Have you have you ever seen Kill Bill? Yes, yeah. See, and I, I, I understand why people don't like that, too. Um, well, here's the thing. A lot of people say that that's his best film. A lot of the biggest critics out there say that that's his best film. And I've never seen it, personally. Like I've seen You've never it, seen it? I've, I've seen scenes from it. I've never seen it from beginning to end, neither volume one or two. Yeah. And I think I put it, like, eight or se- seven or eight in my top nine, and people flipped. Like, all, all my film junkies out there just completely flipped that I put it seven or eight. I'm just like, take it easy, you know, but I I don't know. You should, you should watch, you should watch it. It's, you know, it's a Tarantino classic. Um, I just like the other ones that I mentioned more, but they're definitely up there. I mean, for Tarantino hardcore fans, I'm sure that's high up there. Have you ever seen death proof or yeah, death proof, not death proof. No, Death I Proof. haven't. That was a Kurt Russell movie. You could watch that one on YouTube. It's available on YouTube. It was so bad. <laughs> you know what I like about Tarantino is that he uses, like, basically all the same actors. See, that's what... That's both good and bad, I feel like. Like, what, yes. Tim Roth, yeah. uh, Michael Madsen, um, obviously Brad Pitt's been in a few now. Leo's been in a few. I uh, think Russell. J- yeah, Kurt Russell's been in many... Uh, I think, Sam Jackson. Oh God, yeah, Sam L. Jackson. You know, you know, you yeah. know the black guy in every movie. <laughs> um, uh, who's the one? Jamie Fox. I think uh, Django was the only one that he didn't do, or the only movie that he did do with uh, QT. Yeah, and um, so then that means Leo's been in two that I know of, because that one and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, and then Pitt's been in Glorious Bastards and Once Upon yep. a Time. Sam L., he's, uh, what, Hateful Eight? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I'm trying to think. I think there's one other, but I can't think of it. Oh, in Django. He's in Django. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's, he's the, the best character he's, in that he, uh, movie. He's the, he's like the, uh, he's, he's like the, uh, I can't think of the word, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Yep. Oh, my God. I mean, talk about a ballsy movie. Django? Probably got a ton of shit. Oh, yeah. For the for amount sure. of um, well, discri- too, discrimination. Kinda. I mean, um, they hate Philly a little bit as well. Not as much, though. Like, the amount no, of times they much. used the N word in that movie was just so. Yeah, I know. 
I know. So much profanity towards discrimination. It was, it was really, uh, really ballsy by QT. Yeah, that's true. But he, he kind of did it again in Hateful Eight. Like, he, 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 you know, it was borderline. And not, not, not nearly as much because it wasn't fully about that, kind of, but... He but, went for it again a little bit. I mean, if we're going to talk about his movies, we got to mention the others. Jackie Brown. Yeah, I mean, so you're you're a Tarantino fan, though, yeah. right? Like, you enjoy his movies? I keep an open I, mind in all of his movies. I yeah. Obviously, like, Pulp Fiction's probably my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like they're very in-depth, and he goes into detail, and I like that. Personally, I, I just enjoy his his films you know I, I i see how people can find that they're drawn out and stuff but that's just his style you know well i'm trying to think we mentioned that's that's awesome that dax got to do that though awesome and not awesome he's, he's quite the procrastinator it's due on friday it's already tuesday and, and he's got to watch four movies and i'm like dude yeah and it's, his, he's and like it's due friday i'm like dude it's tuesday already we're not watching it i guess fish is having a, a stay-at-home concert tonight they're down in the basement uh, partying uh, yeah. for fish you, you got dmb dave matthews band doing a, a live show tomorrow night yeah, and apparently so it's like this so it's fish every tuesday for the next month and dmb every wednesday for the next month oh so those those days are those are days are booked down. those days are booked i don't know for me household. for me though i i would love to do that assignment because i like the movies and i like i would write about them um well here's the thing we have to do four podcasts about them that, I mean, the three oh. of us could easily do that. Oh, for sure. I mean, what was that fourth? What was the fourth one you you mentioned? I might not have seen that. Reservoir Dogs. No, I haven't seen that one. See, that was his first movie ever that he ever written and directed. Okay, I'll. I'll you know what? I'm gonna watch that either tonight or tomorrow, just because. Do it quick. We have to review it quick. All right. I mean, even if I don't watch it in time, I'm still gonna watch it but I'll, I'll definitely join in for the others all right well that'll be tarantino talk later on in the week we're about 10 minutes into this and we haven't even mentioned ufc 249 <laughs> considering we already talked about it because it was supposed to happen on april 18th i mean this is for real this time we're actually reviewing ufc 249 for real this time and it's actually a much better card this time around because you had that extra month layoff what was the big reason why they canceled because espn was uh, telling Dana White to back off like everybody else because Dana White was yeah, going to be so, the one black horse. So, I mean, I'm not 100% sure um, who pulled what strings, but the way I took, uh, I kind of heard it was I think the government... So uh, ESPN was obviously on board, and uh, Disney owns ESPN, 80% of it, and um, and... They were obviously on board, too, because everything was going good. Like we said, it was 10 days out. And uh, I think what ended up happening was um, I think the government kind of didn't like it or the state or whatever was going on. And I think they started pulling strings saying, tell Dana White to stand down. Yeah. And it kind of trickled down. And I think Disney then told ESPN and ESPN related to Dana White and like was like, you got to, you know. Because ESPN is their big, their like big partner in crime. Like they're, they're that's just go to is number two basically is ESPN. Yeah, and, when and it comes to being ES- partners. Exactly, and ESPN Plus with the streaming world today, I mean, it's doing a lot for them. So um, yeah, I mean, you know, Dana White pretty much was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give you guys a break for the weekend, but uh, we're rescheduling May 9th. and he kind of came out with that not long. Well, so. I was reading this article because he's like, I was mentally and physically exhausted. He just like hit his bed, was just like so drained from everything because it, it took a lot of balls and a lot of hard work 
to put the event together first and foremost. Uh, tr tr trying to be that one guy that's just like, F this, we're, we're doing a show and there's nothing we can do about it. I got a freaking island. We're gonna go to this island, which is now, I guess, what, in California? So, the fight was originally gonna be in California, and they were gonna use the island for international fights. But and the island was in California, though, right? I'm not 100% where, where the island was. It was probably off of California, yeah. Like the Catalina Islands? It, 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 it probably was. I'm not 100% sure where. Um, so now the fight's going to be in Florida. Jacksonville, of all places. Jacksonville, yeah. in front of nobody. So nobody's going to be there, even though Florida says that 25% uh, of capacity could actually attend. 15,000 empty seats. They're going to lose a lot of money. Yes, but I think that they're going to get more viewers than normal, so it'll... It'll even out. Kind of like WrestleMania. It'll even out a little bit. Kind of like a WrestleMania. Bit, yeah. I find it very ironic that Dana White chose May 8th when uh, WWE has a, a pay-per-view on May 9th. You know, you want to know what pay-per-view that is, Mikey? No, no. Uh, no, the, the UFC is May 9th, and what, is, is uh, WWE May 10th? Is May 9th Saturday? Did I get that wrong? Yeah, yeah. That's on me, my bad. So what do you is think? It, which WWE pay-per-view do you think is taking place on May 10th? Is it uh, Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank. <laughs> is it? Money, is. money, 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 money. <laughs> money in the Bank, is he, Sunday. Is he, is, uh, is Shane around or not? No, no it, I'm shocked. I thought they were going to bring him back a lot sooner than they did. He's been gone since yeah. October. They're saving him. Do you remember this, though? The Money in the Bank briefcase? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Do you remember when we went to Madison Square Garden? It was like four or five years ago for like a WWE yes. Live event. Yeah. It was like Brock Lesnar versus The Big Show was like the main the attraction. The Big Show, yeah. And we literally, on our way out at the merchandise table, we saw like for the first time ever, we're like, they're selling Money in the Bank contract briefcases. And we're yeah. like, we got to get one. So we like split the money on it. We're like, all right, we'll, uh, this week we'll have it at your house. This week yeah. we'll have it at your house. I think it made like one trip to your house. Never since it has been here. Yeah, that's fine though. There's something yeah, that's in it. funny. What? What? I forget the code. Oh my God. What's in it? There is like ancient old Halloween candy in here. Wow. What deck uses? Oh my God. Some of it's open. Bag. Oh my God. Oh, that's disgusting. Now I can't close it. Yeah, that's oh, here good. We go, here we go. No, but that's the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, that Halloween candy will stay inside because I just locked it, put it, put the coat on. But yeah, Money in the Bank this Sunday. I find it very nice. ironic that uh, him and Dana White, or at least Dana White, chose uh, May 9th for this date. Well, uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure they had UFC 250 already set for that date. So I think they just uh, pushed it to that one. So I think when they, when they set out the dates, just for their pay-per-view layout, I'm pretty sure UFC 250 was scheduled for May 9th to begin with at the start of the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess when they are doing their scheduling, they're looking at what other events are that time. And yeah, so it is the same weekend, uh, which is interesting. UFC obviously is going to get a ton more views. I will admit though, WWE Money in the Bank, they're doing the Money in the Bank uh ladder match on top of wwe headquarters in connecticut interesting so it's out so it's actually a pretty sick looking view and concept i just don't know how it's going to work yeah but they'll they'll figure it out i mean they'll you know they got a lot of options they especially if they start doing that um you know not only like ring style matches like different uh settings that's why i'm a fight fan <laughs> I like uh, I like how Dana White stacked the deck for this one though, because it was kind of like a blessing in disguise. 
that he uh, that this was canceled because we were going to get Ferguson versus Geethy after, of course, Khabib obviously had to fly back to Mother Russia, um, which is now the sixth time that this fight isn't happening. We went over that the last time we talked. Yeah. This fight is just cursed. It's never going to happen. But Dana White says he'll continue to uh, schedule it as planned. He'll continue to promote that fight in later months to come, later years to come. But that fight is like five years in the making now. The first fight was supposed to take place in 2015, and it still hasn't happened yet. Yeah, Dana said he's uh, he's not 100% sure if that'll happen in 2020, which is kind of upsetting if uh, the Tony Ferguson... And I guess, I, I, I guess, you know, when he said that, Meaning, well, if Tony Ferguson loses, then that fight ain't going to happen this year. You know? Um, if Tony wins, then they might be able to squeeze it in in the fall or, you know, the winter right before the new year. I so, mean, granted, nothing's really happening right now. Nothing might happen throughout this entire year. I mean, that's all up in the air. But for yeah. this fight, like, let's say Tony Ferguson wins, but it's like a grueling five round heavyweight fight where he's like in crutches afterwards. He might not fight for the rest of 2020 anyways. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, he go, he goes into brawls, though, I mean, in his past fights anyway. So we'll, we'll see. But Khabib isn't going to fight until, I think, September at the earliest. Um, so that there'd be a decent amount of time for recovery, you know, a couple months. Uh, even if they do that fight in October or something, then, you know, a little more time. They could date. So for the end of the year, they got some time to schedule that fight. That's if he wins, obviously. So he's got to get through Justin Gaethje first, which I, I'm like, I'm liking the sound of this fight. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a, a war. And and Ariel Hawani put his show with Daniel Cormier on the line. Um, really? So we'll see. Yeah, he said if it's not a good fight, they'll never do another show together again. Is Rogan so, gonna be there? So yeah, so Rogan's commentating. Uh, John Anik, obviously, and I'm pretty sure DC is the other other commentator. Um, no so Stephen A, huh? <laughs> no, and thank God. And you know what else? I, we got to talk about that guy because so after Cowboy uh, did an interview with uh, with one of the UFC reporters, uh, ESPN UFC reporters, Stephen A started tweeting out, you know, after uh, Cowboy started talking, saying. See, I told you Cowboy wasn't on his... He completely changed what he said. He did not say what he recently was tweeting. He went out saying, you know, Cowboy had a you know horrible performance and that uh, Connor didn't really show anything and Connor was lucky. And he, he didn't mention how Cowboy, you know... Like, he completely changed the whole entire thing. He doesn't... He doesn't understand fighting. Yes, he's no. a good commentator for other sports. Yes, that's he what I always sports, say. But he doesn't quite know fighting. But well, that's what I always say. Like he's obviously he can spin it well. Like he he spinned MMA well when they put him together because obviously ESPN wanted to promote both sides because again that is their biggest partner uh, for and the I, UFC. I, I understand that. Like I this, do. my. Like I've always argued that like he's a, he's uh, an NBA guy first, and he knows NFL. Everything else he kind of just spins. Like when they talk about MLB on first take every now and then, I think when the Houston Astros scandal broke, that was like the first time they talked about baseball in months, probably since the World Series ended. And you could yeah. tell both Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, like they know sports, they can spin it well. But if you're a baseball fan or if you're an yeah. MMA fan, you know they're 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 just. 
they're they're spinning it. They like they really don't know what they're talking about. They they did their homework, but like yeah. you can tell they're not true fans of those sports. Exactly, exactly. So it's it's uh, he should have just let it let it go. He shouldn't have mentioned anything again and just let people forget about it because it just stirred up people and the MMA community went off and started saying stuff about him and fighters started talking about it. it, it he should have just let it let it blow over. He shouldn't have said anything. What other fights so was uh, Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz on this card originally, or is this a new? So no. So what happened was Cejudo was supposed to face Aldo at UFC 250. Aldo obviously is stuck um, in South America, so uh, the the easiest possibility, um, you know, of someone in the country to fight him is Dominic Cruz, who hasn't fought in I believe three years. Um, so he's getting a chance to regain his title against Henry Cejudo, which to me is another great fight. And it, it, to it's me, it's a great co-main was, event. Yeah, 100%. Um, really, if, if Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson wasn't a, a possibility, that's even a great main event. Like, that that fight has a lot of question marks uh, for me. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I see a lot of different outcomes and possibilities. Um, because, you know, Cejudo's a well-rounded fighter. Um, obviously having national level uh, wrestling and Olympic level wrestling um, but Dominic Cruz is good on the ground too and his wrestling is underrated. They both have great striking. Uh, Dominic Cruz has a little bit of advantage on height and reach um, but it should be interesting to see how it goes down you know. Well, to me, this could be a coup for UFC. Let's say Dominic Cruz wins the bantamweight title from Cejudo, and then, to me, Justin Geethy here is like, he has nothing to lose here. Like, he wasn't supposed to be in this situation in the first place. Now he has a he has a great opportunity, because, again, nobody's been in these latter weeks you could train at, at gyms. Um, but these guys, for the most part, have not had their normal training regimens, you know? Like, they're not with their teams. They're not in their uh, uh, normal gyms. Justin Geethy has an opportunity here to come out of the gates guns blazing and has a chance here to actually pull off one of the biggest upsets that we've seen, which in a sense, of course, like you mentioned before, um, this would eliminate Tony Ferguson versus Khabib uh, in in the future, at least in 2020. But to me, Justin Geethy has a, a clear opportunity to come away with a victory here as much as Tony Ferguson does. I agree, and I agree, agree more so now than I did before because he's got more time to train. You know, these these couple of weeks really could do a lot for him. You know, he could get his cardio into great shape, and he can really change the the, the way the fight's going to be yeah. um, because he's got all this time to train. So we'll see. You know, and I now, do think that we're we're going to get war though. What what do you think of this heavyweight bout? Francis Ngannou versus Rosenstrike is going to be good. It's uh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. It's probably I got. I got I got Ninganu though because Ninganu, uh, you know, when you look at fighters and you look at who they fought and you know how they match up against each other, they're both strikers. Um, Rosenstrike's gonna have to really pull out some technique and try and roll with some punches. I mean, Francis hits hard, so he's gonna have to try avoid a lot of the heavy shots. Um, but. You know, Rosenstrike's last fight against Alistair Overeem, he was losing, uh, you know, the yeah. first three rounds until he, he knocked him out. And he knocked him out, you know, pretty brutally. Yeah. I don't know if you saw Overeem's oh, face, I, yeah. but his, 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 his lip was busted open. So 
he obviously can hit hard too. So he can catch Francis, you know. We, we haven't really seen Francis get hit and, and been in trouble yet. So that might be something that we see. But, you know, Francis is the favorite, and he's not the favorite for no reason. So I am going with Francis. Uh, I don't know 100% how he's going to win. I, I, I think... I don't think Francis gets the finish for some reason. I, I think he, he hurts Rising Strike, but I think it, it'll go to decision for some reason. Um, I do think some, some bombs will be thrown, though. Oh, for sure. I think that's probably my most anticipated match, at least on the main card. Like, obviously, Ferguson, Geethy, the main event, uh, two great matches, but, like, kind of a warm-up and appetizer to the two co-main events, that, that you couldn't go wrong. That was a great, oh, for sure. great coup for, for Dana sure. White. What about our good know, old friend Jeremy? I know he. So I know he's he's on. You know he's got to get back on the win column. I mean, so did you know uh, Calvin Guitar lost his last fight, but uh, I was a little surprised that he was as much of a underdog as he is in this fight. But um, you know they both need this 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 win to keep climbing. You know, so and especially Jeremy Jeremy Stevens with his last couple losses. You know, so. Uh, this is one of those fights that I'm kind of falling under the pressure of going with the the favorite. So uh, I'm picking Qatar. I, I do think it'll go the distance, though, this fight for some reason. I'm trying to think. To me, like this, I, I would go with Qatar here. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, he, I think, I think he, there's more motivation than uh, Jeremy Stevens, at least. Exactly. From, yeah. Like you said, like climbing that ladder, I feel like Calvin Qatar's got a lot more to lose than Jeremy Stevens does. Because Jeremy Stevens has been floating for years now. Like, yeah. Was it our because um, we went to the press conference right before two oh five McGregor Eddie Alvarez? Was he at that one? He wasn't at that. Was one, that no. was that literally just the, was that literally just McGregor and Alvarez or was that? It was McGregor Alvarez, uh, Woodley, Woodley and Thompson, Thompson, and then Joanna John Jacek, and I forget the other lady's name uh, that she fought that fight, but uh, yeah. Because I remember the first the first press conference they had, he was uh, uh, back talking Connor, and Connor was that, yes. that was the famous yeah. "Who the fuck is that guy?" Yeah, and that that's kind of carried with him for like the past five years, unfortunately. So like again, like he's yeah. kind of been floating around. He's he's he. I guess from that standpoint, Jeremy Stevens kind of needs this win to keep climbing. But if he takes a loss here, like he still floats. Like Calvin Guitar here, if he loses. You don't really know what's next for him. Like it sets him back. Yeah. Yeah. Especially having two losses in a row, like that sets you back. I mean, uh, Stevens is on a losing streak, but he could always bounce back with a with a win, you know. So I think it'll be a very competitive and good fight though. Like I, I see why it's on the main card. What about uh, the former Dallas Cowboy? I can't believe he I can't believe he's on the main card. Like we were talking about this before we went on. Uh, Anthony Pettis and Donald Cowboy Cerrone, uh, their main event in the prelims. The kickoff. Yeah. They, they could have easily swapped out Greg Hardy and DeCastro for, for those two. Because that's, that's a pretty big prelim uh, fight. Probably the biggest we've seen. Yeah, I agree. And I think the thing is, is that uh, they're trying to get the heavyweight division a little more notice and a little more hype. Uh, a lot of people hate and love Greg Hardy. So I think that's kind of, you know, gaining people trying to see what he's going to do. Um, that fight is very intriguing. Um Hardy is the favorite in that fight, but I do think that they did that just to get the heavyweight division a little more notice. Um, and also for, you know, the prelims being on ESPN, I think that, you know, having Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cerrone uh, as the prelims main event just gets them more 
uh, popularity and hype to get people to tune into the prelims um, and watch them on you know TV on ESPN, which yeah. you know helps out their viewership. Uh, that fight between Hardy and DeCastro, DeCastro's you know throws bombs. Hardy, you know, big guy can knock people out. It should be an interesting fight. Um, DeCastro's undefeated, and Hardy is trying to get his way up. Uh, his last fight, I believe, he lost a decision, I believe, um, versus Volkov. But you know, we'll see how he how he can bounce back, um, and who's going to continue to rise. Uh, this fight might get them, in, uh, you know, the winner into the top fifteen rankings. So we'll see. You know. Now I'm looking. I'm looking at the prelims right now. You got Ronaldo uh, Souza too, who's at the bottom yeah. of the prelims. Like he's going to kick off the prelims. Like that guy is a prime time fighter in my eyes. I know versus he... Uriah Hall. Yeah. I think that fight's going to be unbelievably good. I mean, you know, it might not be a war, but there might be a crazy finish. Uh, that fight's going to be good. Like, that fight could have gone over Greg Hardy, if we're being honest, from a fight standpoint. Yeah, it, it, it could have. Yeah, it could have. You're right. Um, and, you know, they on the prelims as well, they have the, the past champ, uh, Weirdom versus Onik. So, and that's going to be a good fight, too. Oh, yeah. And then the you were talking earlier before we went on about Michelle Waterson and then Carla Esparza. That's going to be on the prelims. And then you got the early prelims, the pre-pre-prelims. Uh, Luke, you got Nico Price, uh, Bryce Mitchell, Charles Rosa, and then Ryan Spann versus Sam Alvey. I think uh, I think they got those ones right. Yeah, and uh, Luke versus Price is going to be a great fight, um, and I'm sure that the other fights are going to be good as, as well. Um, I got a question for you, though, because uh, we kind of grazed over it. Who do you got in the pettis Cerrone fight? Uh, I think Anthony Pettis has a lot more, I don't want to say to gain here, I, I, I personally don't think Donald Cerrone's head is in it. Because I remember after his fight with Connor, I think, I mean, it's easy to forget. It was less than a minute. Um, and again, I alluded to this every time. Like, Connor McGregor, I found how it was so impressive that not one piece of his hair was even, like, touched during that fight. Like, it was just perfectly quaffed over, perfectly combed over with, without a scratch after that fight. Didn't even have to look in the mirror. But to me, after that fight, or not to me, it, it was said... Uh, in a post-fight interview, Donald Cerrone's head just wasn't in it. He's like, I didn't want to be there at all. Who's to yeah, say? And and, th- and that was just a few months ago. So like, it's either Donald Cerrone's going to come out and kick ass, fired up, or he's going to come out sluggish again. And Anthony Pettis is just going to jump all over him from the get-go. I agree with you. I agree with. It's either going to be that way or the other way. I do think though that I don't know. For some reason, I'm getting the feeling that Cerrone really is disappointed with that last. You know, with his outing, he's pissed off. I think he's ready to fight this time. And I think Pettis right now is just in a weird spot. I feel like he's just in a real weird spot. Was his last uh, fight with Holloway? Uh, no, no, no. His last fight... What was his last fight? Because I knew, I know he faced Max twice. That had to be like a year ago. Uh, so Pettis... Pettis is... Oh, uh, Pettis' last fight was, was Ferreira. And then before that was... Oh, he's lost to Nate Diaz. And then before that, he beat Stephen Thompson and then lost to uh, Tony Ferguson. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, to, so me, to me, he's going to be more fired up than Donald Cerrone. I, I, I think this is like the dwindling ending to Donald Cerrone's time in UFC. Like, he had his, he had his hot moment, his hot streak, and then... I mean, for him yeah. to come out and say he didn't want to be there, 
and then he showed. Like, what makes you think that he's ready to go now? Like, it's a fairly quick turnaround from that fight. I know what you mean. And the, the, the problem is, um, for Cerrone, I mean, and, you know, you were seeing it when he was on the rise, when he was facing these new guys. He, his level is still sharp. Yeah. Like, he can beat these up-and-coming guys. But the problem is, is, you know, he's on a three-fight losing streak. You know, and if he has one more loss, that's four fights. I mean, how many more losses can he take? Uh, you know, he could keep taking them, but, like, yeah. before he says, you know what, I'm done, you know? I don't want to see him done, but he's getting down that road, you know? He's and definitely he one of my said, favorite fighters ever. He's up there with uh, uh, Spider, for sure, for me. I'm a huge yeah, cowboy I mean, guy, but, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think the passion's yeah. there anymore. I mean, I, I mean, you know better than me. I, I'm like the Stephen A. Smith in this scenario, <laughs> where I'm kind of just well, going off my gut. But like, well, like, like that, like that uh, interview you were referring to. He was saying, you know, I could always see that, you know, that uh, end of the road. But he said now I can kind of see it, you know, a little more clear than normal. So I think it's, I think he's getting there slowly. He does say he's got, you know, more fights left in him, but. We'll see, you know. We'll see which cowboy shows up. That's pretty much been the story of Donald Cerrone, which cowboy is going to show up. Now, speaking of his counterpoint in that fight, Conor McGregor, the n- notorious one, he, he's been itching for a fight since then. And he, he's obviously ready to go. Again, not a yeah. scratch in that fight against Cowboy. He could have gone with anybody. Dana could have gone with anybody here. Obviously, this is a very stacked card for... Uh, tough times that is it is doing uh, of course in the middle of the COVID nineteen uh, shtick that we're in right now, but he could have went with anybody, and I'm curious to see when Connor's next fight is going to be. Whether it's after all of this is over, maybe uh, two fifty, two fifty one. Have they announced two fifty yet? Yeah, so two fifty was supposed to be uh, it was supposed to be in Perth, which was going to be um, June sixth. But I'm pretty sure that they had a push. Uh, they couldn't have it there. So I'm, I'm assuming that they're still going to have 250. Um, I just don't know where yet. Was that going to be uh, at Fight Island? I'm not 100% sure where. But, you know, I think they're trying to get the Apex at, you know, uh, the UFC headquarters in uh, Las Vegas. But, you know, that's they're waiting until Las Vegas opens. So once Las Vegas opens, they could have a ton of. I, fights. I forgot Las Vegas was closed. Yeah, but I think that that's that almost never happens. Yeah, I think I think they're they're close though. I think they're uh, soon to open, and I think they'll use that apex a lot. Yeah. So uh, apparently, um, someone asked Dana, you know, uh, what's you know McGregor looking like, you know, and McGregor, and he said McGregor's uh, ready. Um, he's been looking for a fight, and he's he's in shape. He's been training, so um, I'm assuming they'll put something together for for uh, Connor. Something tells me if he's not fighting for like a, a lightweight, uh, you know, lightweight uh, championship or number one contender fight uh, somewhere like this summer um, or fall. My guess is in the summer. He's going to have kind of like an expedition fight with, with a big name or something. Maybe like a Diaz 3 um, or whatnot, you know? Which is, I mean, that's up there with, I mean, it's not a title fight, but like to me to call that an exhibition is just bananas. That's banana lands. Well, the trilogy? I, I mean, we've been wanting to see the trilogy since 20, what? was That was 2015? 20, 2016, okay. right? 
not not an expedition, but but it's you know it's not a title fight, it, but it's a it's a prize fight pretty much. You know, it's like it's a you know two top names, um, you know, just not fighting for probably fight. one of the greatest rivalries we've seen in fighting in combat oh, history, sure. and it wasn't sure. even supposed to go down. Who who was it supposed to be? McGregor Aldo too? Or so uh, so what happened was he so he already beat Aldo. And he was going to fight uh, Dos Santos. Dos Santos, Rafa- that's right. Yeah, yeah. he was going to fight Rafael Dos Santos for uh, for the 155 belt. And Dos Santos, I, I believe, hurt his foot and backed out. And on a couple, like, not much notice, Diaz took the fight. Uh, welterweight belt. But, uh, that fight never happened. Never, we never saw McGregor Dos Santos. No, we never did. We never did because Eddie Alvarez defeated him for the belt and then... That's when we saw, you know, Eddie Alvarez's next fight was against McGregor. Eddie Alvarez, poor Eddie Alvarez, was just handicapped in that situation. Just poor Mike's skills against Connor during all those press conferences, and then just a poor, poor performance at Madison Square Garden for the first UFC event ever at MSG in New York City. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so we'll see what's what's next for Connor. I mean, maybe, maybe I, I want to see the Poirier fight. Uh, you know, the second one. I'd like to see that, and that would 100% um, solidify who's going to face Khabib versus the winner of uh, Ferguson Gaethje. I don't know. Selfishly, I, I wouldn't want to see that fight because Dustin Poirier is on such an up-and-up right now, like on the up-and-coming up. I don't even know what to say, but Dustin Poirier, to me, in a mat, or in a fight with, I'm getting my WWE terms mixed in with my UFC terms, if Dustin Poirier loses a big fight against Conor McGregor, that hurts him more than it hurt, or like a loss would hurt Conor McGregor. You know, like Conor McGregor could lose, he's still Conor McGregor. Uh, if Dustin True. Poirier loses, he he loses uh, a peg on that ladder. You know, like Dustin Poirier has been yeah. scratching and clawing for years, and that's a guy that you'd want to see get a, get a get a title fight before, say, the average person before even a Conor McGregor. At least to me, I'm a big Poirier guy. We, we saw him fight at 208. Yeah, yeah, we did. That's true. But the thing is, is that if Poirier doesn't fight McGregor, let's say McGregor fights Diaz for the trilogy, and then, you know, McGregor could get the title shot after that. But let's just say, uh, I'd say Poirier would probably have to fight the loser of uh, the title fight. Why? Why uh, is that? Uh, between between Ferguson and Gucci. Okay, yeah, yeah, a, that makes sense. To get that a title sense. fight. Because then it gets it gets the loser back into the title contention. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it sets a lot of things up. I mean, unless he fights like an up and coming guy like Dan Hooker, which they were talking about fighting. Um, Dan Hooker is the number fifth ranked uh, lightweight at the moment, um, and they were talking about fighting each other. Uh, Dan Hooker's up and coming and just beat Paul Felder um, via decision. So there's some options there for him. And, you know, McGregor's got a lot of, always got options. I mean, people were even talking about him fighting Jorge Masvidal, which I, I don't like, but which is weird that um, Dana White, because I always thought that Masvidal was going to fight for the title against yeah. Usman next at, for, uh, at 170. But Dana White said that uh, the title fight isn't the only thing they have uh, in mind for Masvidal, which I have no idea what else they could have in mind for him. To me, McGregor Masvidal is still the prize fight from a money it standpoint. Is, but I, I don't, as a McGregor fan, I don't like it. Masvidal's big. 
He is big. You could have like, easily said that, about, said that about the Khabib fight, but they built it up so well that they kind of brainwashed everybody into thinking this is going to be a great fight. But everybody knew Khabib is just a monster in that octagon. In yes, that cage, he's a different animal. Yeah, but he didn't look that much bigger. He just is better at, on the ground. Like, Masvidal's big. Masvidal looked way bigger than Diaz. And Diaz is looked bigger than McGregor in their last fight. So, I, like, I, I just want to see Jorge defend his uh, his baddest motherfucker title against Connor. Because that everybody be, knows yeah. that's Connor's belt. Everybody knows that's Connor's belt. Yeah. yeah. But, but then what's next for Usman? Because Tyron Woodley apparently um, is going to fight Gilbert Burns. It's in the works, not confirmed yet, but for uh, for May 23rd um, for that uh, UFC fight night event, uh, it's going to headline that event. So Woodley's out of, you know, obviously a rematch. Uh, and I thought, I, before they said that that was in the works, I thought he was going to fight Kobe Covington for the number one contender spot. Um, so that's out of the, you know, Contention if Woodley's not going to fight Covington and he's going to fight Burns instead. Uh, maybe Masvidal could fight Leon Edwards. I'm not sure. But then who, who does uh, Usman fight? Do they make the rematch with Covington? I, I, I thought they would have already talked about scheduling that if they were going to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know why they would kind of just throw that away. I mean, I see options for Masvidal. Like, he could fight Covington, could fight Edwards, but then, like, what? Then Usman's still not going to defend his title for a like, while longer. I just, I don't see it, you know? I agree with you in that aspect. I mean, Jorge Masvidal versus Usman is kind of the next big headlining yeah, fight from a fight else. standpoint, you know? Like, he, he's earned the right to fight him for the title. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really understand why he's not being booked right now. I mean, obviously, right now everything's kind of all left up, but like, yeah, you're right. He hasn't fought in a long time. I mean, Dana White said that they have other things in mind. They still may schedule that. You yeah. know, who knows? Well, that's interesting. I, I I had a thing that I asked uh, one of uh, these baseball writers that I've been having on a few weeks ago about uh, who would you. Uh, which celebrity would you get dinner with, where, and what would you be eating? I wanted to ask you from a UFC fight perspective, which fighter would you want to have dinner with, where at, and what would you be eating or drinking? And no, you cannot say Conor McGregor in Dublin drinking proper 12, because that's just like what everybody wants to do. That That's off all the right. table for both of us. Okay, all right. If that's I that's can... default. Everybody know. like, obviously anybody would want to do that. Yeah, like, okay. I just, I'm just going to say, like, I can't even pick McGregor, period. Um, all right. I can't pick McGregor. Um, I'm probably going to have to go current fighter. Yeah, we'll just make it current fighter. Oh, I guess I can go old school, too. Yeah, old school would be cool. Interesting. Like, hmm. old school would be cool. Um, but Except I'm going to go, like, now. I think I'm going to go, like, DC. I think I'm going to go, like, Daniel Cormier. Okay, so where, like, where are you going to be at? What are you going to be eating? Oh. Uh, we're we're gonna go get some steaks at like that's such a that's know. vintage DC right there vintage yeah. Daniel Cormier yeah we're gonna go get some steaks somewhere I don't know where but steaks yeah I I I would have to go with him like he's he's a stand up seems like a good guy I feel like he'd be a good like a guy that you could have a good conversation with you know what I mean so yeah I I'd go Daniel Cormier that's such a sophisticated mature answer from such a sophisticated mature man. It's, 
Thank you. I mean, it took me a little bit. I, I, I was actually looking at the UFC rankings. And I was looking at the for the pound-for-pound pound rankings. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with DC. I don't, to me, there's a few options, like getting like some uh, pina coladas with Cub Swanson in Southern California sounds nice. Hitting up the bars in Stockton with the Diaz brothers sounds like a, a good story. Sounds dangerous, but sounds like a good story. Yeah. Um, who am I forgetting? There's one, oh, getting a, like Longhorn Steakhouse with the cowboy for sure. Oh, that, yeah. That'd be yeah. ideal. That'd be ideal and both ironic. Um <laughs> Yeah. I'd probably go get uh, beers in Stockton with the Diaz brothers, just for the story. God, you'd have a wild time doing that, I tell you that. Or even I in, like, like, New York City with those guys. Yeah, they're wild dudes. I, I really was hoping that um, Nick would fight again. I mean, the, he always comes so close, doesn't he? Yeah, I feel he like He always he comes does. so freaking close. Because he would definitely pull... He'd pull some views and... and and uh, people. So what, what's his history? What, what's his history? I, I'm totally he, blurry on it. He uh, he was suspended for a bunch of stuff. I'm not even 100 percent sure what because he he had I like I before I started really getting into to MMA UFC specifically. Uh, he had already stopped fighting. Uh, his last fight was in 2015 against Anderson Silva. Right. Our, uh, our era was just a bunch of teases. Like, oh, he's coming back, and then, like, he'd smoke marijuana or something. Yeah. Because I remember back like then, like, that was a big deal. Like, he couldn't do that. Yeah, he was getting in legal issues uh, for various things, and I would, would get close to coming back and then just wouldn't. You know, I'm not 100% sure what those legal things were each time, but I'm pretty sure, like, he, was get, he got into some legal issues where, like, they wouldn't even let him come into the like arena and watch him fight uh watch nick fight or nate rather nick wouldn't be able to come watch nate right which um is domestic violence okay so that that's more recent though that's 2018 well, i'm pretty sure nate diaz was away for a little bit uh after his mcgregor fight and he had a you know a little bit of a layoff and they were like where have you been he's like well the ufc didn't tell you guys this but i was facing some legal issues <laughs> uh so he was in some trouble too, and then you know, got back. Yeah, and now I guess he's saying he doesn't have the love or passion to fight again, which in yeah. essence is what kind of Donald Cerrone said after that McGregor fight. He's like, I don't want to be here. To me, that's going to be here. one of the more interesting. That's probably going to be the most interesting prelim fight, uh, at least for me, that I'm going to watch in recent memory, just to see how he performs. For sure. Because you're going to tell sure. right off the bat as soon as that horn. Uh, blows if he if he has the passion or not. I agree. I you know we'll see. It's it's which cowboy shows up. What do you think's gonna bring in more draws? Money in the bank or two forty nine? Two forty nine. One hundred. No man, they gotta grab this thing. <laughs> two forty nine because they're the they're. I mean yeah, WWE's been going on, but like I think so many people are curious of how this is gonna go down and like you know what it's going to be like and everything and it's such a big card and there's so many draws you know what i mean like i think it's i think it's going to do good numbers and i'm so excited to watch the fights i think uh i'm i'm very interested well i definitely think that dana white did a great job this time and it's actually so is there any 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 chance here in in the slimmest of chances that it gets postponed in the next four days i don't believe so because they got they have events lined up for. Um, they have events lined up after. They have event, events lined up for. I believe 
Uh, so obviously 249, hold on one sec. So 249 is May 9th, obviously, and they have May 13th, May 16th, and May 23rd in the, in the well, May 23rd is in the works. They have May 13th fight night set and May 16th fight night set. The headliners are Anthony Smith versus Teixeira. And, I like that. Um, and they also have. When was the last time fought? He's had some fights. I, I think he's 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 attacked on a good amount of losses in yeah. his past uh, in his past couple fights. Um, yeah, so he lost to or no? Okay, so he beat the last guy he fought. Oh God, Nikita Karlov, and he, oh, he's on a winning. Oh wow, he's on a he's on a winning streak. Um, he beat. Kudabella, Kudabella, uh, Robertson. Wow, I didn't realize he's on this much of a winning streak. Then he lost to Corey Anderson before that, but that was in 2018. So he's won his past three fights that were in 2019, um, and now he's going to face Anthony Smith. But I'm taking Anthony Smith in that fight. See, I, I hadn't heard to share his name in years. I guess I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely now the Stephen A. Smith of this conversation. Well. He must have been fighting, uh, let's see, yeah, fight night, fight night, fight night. Uh, he hadn't fought on a pay-per-view. He hasn't fought on a pay-per-view in a while, I think. Yeah, since 2016. Yeah, since 2016. Last time I heard his name, 2016. Which is, you know, it, it was against Rumble Johnson, who's actually rumored to come back for the heavyweight division, which I think would be awesome. I think that was the last fight we saw to share was Rumble Johnson absolutely destroying his ass. And we were like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And then I think he, he's the one who lost to Cormier, right? Yeah. And we haven't yeah. seen him since. Yeah, because he, he retired, um, which I, I, I didn't understand why. And then he got into power lift and got huge. I mean, he was yeah. already big, but he got huge and is supposedly ringer to come back for the heavyweight division. But if he comes back, he, he already hit so hard. And he put on masks, like, oh, my God, is he going to give the heavyweight division some issues? Like, jeez. Who, who's the other guy? Yoel Romero? Remember remember when he faced, because um, I was at 205, too, was Yoel Romero kicked Chris Weidman's head off. Chris, I'm yeah. like, oh, my, oh God. my God. I thought he broke his neck. Yeah, yeah which uh, Yoel, you know, with the fight against Adesanya, his past fight, um, you know, claiming Israel didn't really, you know, stand in front of him and fight him he was dancing around running away you know people make different arguments um i wish there was some more interaction or brawl i did think uh you all went after him a little bit but then kind of expected uh him to come to uh you know is real which that's not how fighting is you know sometimes you got to take it to him um, I, I agree with the outcome. It, it's hard to, to take away uh, that win from Adesanya, but I, I, I wish I wish Yoel tried a little more because I definitely think he could have won that fight. I, didn't, I don't think it's like Israel dominated. He could have done a little more wrestling and, and tried to attack him a little more. I don't think Israel was going to put him out, um, but he clipped Adesanya sometimes. Like He clipped him hard, and if he got a, maybe one or two more shots of that, I think he could have put him out. Um, so we'll see. I mean, 
I, you know, I think the obvious next fight for Adesanya is Paul Costa, who is another huge guy who's going to be kind of like a, a Yoel Romero, a big guy who throws hard punches, uh, who Israel probably doesn't like those kind of matchups. Um, he's going to probably have to fight him a little similar to Yoel, you know, try and pick him from the outside. But I think I think Paul Costa is going to walk him down. Like, I don't think he's going to you know, go in there like UL and expect Adesanya to come to him, which on UL's part, it's kind of smart that he did that in a sense, because if Adesanya fell into that lulling like style, he could have been put out, you know, the champ was smart and didn't, but um, I think Paul Costa is going to walk him down and we'll see how that fight goes. But, you know, but I think it's soon to be booked. I think that is the fight to be booked, which I'm excited to see that. I mean, I'm excited for UFC moving forward in general because I know when we started in 2016, that's when, of course, we were seeing McGregor-Diaz, McGregor-Alvarez. We were seeing all these great fights, obviously Woodley versus uh, Thompson, the first one. I thought the second one was good, but the first one at Madison Square Garden was like, one of the best fights I've ever seen, yeah. at least from Thompson, a Wonder Boy standpoint, because he was oh, out of it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like he, he should have submitted. Like I thought he was gonna pass out in that chokehold. <laughs> you remember yeah, that? Popped his head out. Yeah, that was a great fight. Like Woodley literally could have snapped his neck if he wanted to right there because he wasn't tapping. Yeah, man, that was that was a wild fight. I mean, he got clipped a couple of times too. Woodley hit him hard, which is another thing I want to see. Woodley, you know, we haven't seen Woodley fight since his title fight when yeah. he lost to Usman. So I'm really excited to see him get back. I think I I have him beating Gilbert Burns. I want to see him get back to the title fight. I want to see him, you know, if Usman is still the, the, the uh, champion, I want to see that rematch. I want to see if Woodley shows up because I didn't think Woodley showed up for that fight. I mean, it's going to be an interesting few months. If, if things go back to normal in the next few months, the next year or so for UFC is going to be on fire. Let's end the show with oh, this, though. For sure. Let's end the show with this. UFC 249, Jacksonville, Florida. For real this time, it's happening. As far as we know, MMA Mike. Mama, mama, Mike. Who is walking out of UFC 249, the interim champ? Tony Ferguson or Justin Gaethje? Oh, I got, I got Ferguson still. I'm still going Fergie? Ferguson. Yeah, I'm still going Ferguson. I'm saying, I'm saying Ferguson. It's gonna be a war because the way so so the way I saw this chart as Ferguson goes in the fight, his, his dangerous and his finishing rises, and uh, Gaethje is more dangerous at the beginning of the fight and slowly gets less dangerous as the fight goes on. Um, I think it's going to be a war for the first three rounds still. And I think, you know, uh, Ferguson, can, I think he's going to find an opening. And I still say he's going to submit Gaethje in round four. Submission in round four for Tony Fergie. Because yep. I know you want to see Ferguson yep. versus uh, Khabib. We all do. Yeah, and that's part of the reason why I'm not rooting for Gaethje is because I want to see Tony versus Khabib so bad. Um I, I like Justin Gaethje. I really do. Yeah. I think El Kukui is wild, though. That guy is that guy's a wild dude. I, I, I to me, he deserves to have that title fight um, against Khabib. I want him to get it, yeah. so I'm, I'm rooting for him, and I, I think he's gonna win. But 
Listen, at this point, Khabib versus Ferguson, everyone wants to see it. It should have happened six times over. Uh, there was obviously he had to fly back to Mother Russia this time around. Was it? I think it was Tony Ferguson tripped on a cable during the press conference last yeah. time. At that point, it was like this. This fight's cursed. This fight's got bad juju. Take it off my hands. Um, but <laughs> at this point, everyone wants to see that fight. We'll see if we see it one day. To me, this is Justin Gaethje's time to nut up or shut up, basically. Like, this is his opportunity because, again, like I said over the past few months, they haven't been in their normal trainings. Like, they have not been in their n- normal training regimens with their teams prepping for these fights. It's going to be interesting how they sh- how they show up. I think... Uh, I think I predicted the first time when we thought this was going to go down on the 18th that this was going to be uh, a fight to the finish. It was going to go to decision. I still think it's going to go to decision. I think it's going to be uh, an instant classic. I think this is going to be a fight a lot of people talk about for a while. And I don't normally say this just because um, this was a fight that was thrown together and a fight that wasn't supposed to happen. Like we were talking with McGregor and Diaz earlier. The first fight wasn't supposed to happen. Dos Santos pulled out diaz took advantage and turned himself into a star that summer i think this is a golden opportunity here for geethy to do the exact same thing i think he wins in split decision and i think uh i think the world's going to be shocked on saturday so you got geethy winning by decision yes wow interesting interesting okay i mean i was i was so i have this app verdict and i uh, and uh i pick and uh each um, outcome of the fight and you can see what other people in the world are predicting and you could follow like people like Joe Rogan and see who they're picking and stuff um, just a lot of people on social media I'm I, it was getting me worried that Gaethje was going to clip him early but you got him going decision that's interesting alright I like it so you got him in submission in four I got him in split decision in five Wow, we're on like opposite ends almost. Well, you could use we could gamble on this by using the uh, my bookie app. All right, and and that my bookie app, of course, you could use the promo code BLV to get an extra grand and free money to play with using this podcast. Again, this was episode one ninety presented by Belly Up Sports. Be sure to follow Belly Up Sports on Twitter and Instagram. MMA Mike, you have both of those. Be sure to follow MMA Mike at underscore MMA underscore Mike underscore i got those right three underscores yeah three underscores mike that's not stuttering folks that's uh that's the new way to say mma mike here with us on episode 190 presented by tick pick use the promo code osho 10 for ten dollars off your next order using you guessed it tickpick.com and if you're into banging weights eating steaks sleeping eights like me and my boy mma mike here are Head on over to MechaNutritionStore.com by using the promo code OSHO20, that's capital O-S-H-O-W-20, for $20 off your next order. Remember, Mike, swole's the goal, size is the prize. Hit it, hootie.
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.